0: Modern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are winding the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and today I have a dream of an interview for you. Today we have Roya Shahidi, a rising storyboard artist with a strong hand in the animation community, particularly with reanimation projects. They were wonderful to talk to, and I hope you enjoy as much as I did. Make sure you support them in the links below especially employers if you're looking for a talented artist for your animation project. If you enjoy the podcast, consider leaving a like or a 5-star review, or checking out the merch in the link below, with the recent Pride merch drop supporting LGBTQ plus charities. Also, if you enjoy the podcast and want a place to chat about it more, consider joining the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server, where I'll be lurking, chatting about this podcast and others in the amazing network. The link will be in the description below. In fact, let's hear about another amazing podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Could it be the giant pink dress? You didn't like what, you didn't like a Jimbo outfit? How dare you? I know. Hi, I'm Mijan. And I'm Nick. I like to call myself a semi-drag race expert. And I've never seen it before. So join us on our podcast, Whispering Hunties, every week for Drag Race expertise. And the exact opposite of that. Either way, it's a geeky. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, okay. Get How out. could I possibly? Take your cute cats that keep walking all over you and making know. me wish that I had a My pet. Sweet and get, get out of this podcast. I need a door slam like <laughs> right now as I throw you out of the house. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Here, just just talk random stuff for a few seconds.
1: Uh, hi ho, wacky do. How's it going, <laughs> fellow kids? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a great way to start it. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> All right, I th- I think I got to a decent level. I mean, push comes to shove, I could tear it down a little bit. Shouldn't be too big of a deal. Um... All right,
1: cool. <laughs>
0: I definitely have to include that now as, like, the, the opening of the podcast or whatnot.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: uh, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing good. That's
0: good to <laughs> hear. Uh. All right. Uh. Sorry. I've my, my weekend has been very interesting because, what was it, yesterday I had a podcast. I, I was appearing on other people's podcasts, trying to get the name of mine mm. out there. Yesterday I had one, which I knew about, but then earlier today I got notifications like, oh yeah, at two o'clock today you have a podcast. I'm like, I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, it, 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 was, it was a fun time. It's a off topic. I don't know if the episode will be up. I don't know when the episode will be up, but I mean, it was fun. We talked about mukbangs, so.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that must have been an interesting conversation.
0: It, it was. I, I learned today that the highest grossing YouTuber to like doing mukbang content or whatnot is making $4.8 million. Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) I wish I could make that much money on a YouTube
0: video. I know. Right. I mean, the the guy, I forget what his name was, but he's got like 10 million subscribers. I think part of it is not just like money from YouTube, but like, I imagine there's like a bunch of brand deals for something like that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So it's, like, I heard that, and literally on the podcast, I, like, flopped down on the bed. And I'm, like, why am I doing this? Why can I not just make money by eating food?
1: <laughs> I think, like, for me, like, a reason, like, why I personally don't watch, like, mukbang videos is because of the eating ASMR.
0: Yeah, no, that there's that whole entire aspect of it that I'm not yeah. huge on.
1: <laughs> not, yeah, me neither. Like, but speaking of ASMR, like... It's always, like, related to, like, mouth noises that just, like, yeah. make me so uncomfortable, especially when it's, like, whispering, like, mouth noises, and it's, like, really close to your ears, just like, ugh.
0: <laughs> it's like, Hi, how you
1: doing today? Things so. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's,
1: that's, that's why I don't like that kind of stuff.
0: No, I, I don't blame you. I've only watched a couple of mukbangs, but I really watch it more or less for the, uh, like, the the comfort aspect of it like you know when people are just like talking about stories and such like if it's it's like a conversation it's like a dinner or like you know you're eating out something like that and you're just listening to whatever conversation is going on that's why i appreciate about them
1: yeah, I much prefer those rather than just like silence and then just eating.
0: Well, was it one of the one of the people on that podcast said that they actually preferred the ASMR stuff, especially if it's like crunchy. So like if they were gonna mm. do a mukbang themselves, they were just gonna get a whole bunch of KFC and just like crunch that.
1: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation, but I was glad to have that conversation. I was able to, to find a way to weave art into it as well by talking about, yeah. you know, because, you know, we were talking about how mukbangs were like a trend or something like that. And I brought up the ever so beloved NFTs or whatnot. So uh. talk, talk, talk about how that's a, a trend on its own. So yeah
1: that's like a
0: whole other like bag of worms that we i don't think
1: we should this here yes definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> yeah okay
0: cool <laughs> by the way while i was setting up for this uh this podcast for this interview or whatnot so you know how whenever you like send a friend or like whenever you just start a conversation with someone you can see like what other servers they're in or something like that
1: yeah and i saw that you are also in the cars like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I didn't realize that as well the only reason why I, the main reason why i joined is because i'm a huge fan of marie loom's like art and such and like uh, yeah, I, great. I would love to have her on the podcast at some point so i thought oh, that would be yeah. an opportunity but no i cop in and it's car stuff
1: no no i that's what i was to ex- i was expecting that like all the way when i first like joined so, like i remember i don't know if you you've like heard of this but like there was at one point there was, like, a, uh, we, they did a screening on planes, mm-hmm. the two planes movies, right. and everybody was just, like, in the chat being, like, what the hell, like, <laughs> like what's happening? <laughs> and like... also, and also, uh, uh, we saw, like, a behind-the-scenes clip of, like, cars, and every time, you know who the director mr john shows up yeah they would make have like a they made like a cars cringe emote <laughs> and they would just like spam that every time he shows up on screen
0: <laughs> it's amazing what people can do with the power of just you know memes more or less because let's be honest that whole entire server is just a meme of its own
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that like maria and like michael who is also the uh create who also create the server like we're expecting
0: that yeah exactly i mean other if they weren't expecting that marie wouldn't have just randomly opened up the server to everyone to join in <laughs> i mean yeah. don't get me wrong there are some good aspects of cars but that whole entire thing is just a meme of its own at the end of the day thanks to the internet <laughs> yeah pretty much all right Roya, before we get started i must ask the icebreaker question i ask for every single podcast What is your most unpopular art opinion? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. (laughs) I'm hoping this is the toughest question so that every other question is easier in comparison.
1: Yeah, that's honestly a good call. Um, Hmm. This is more so of a general thing, but all-nighters don't work. Okay. Okay. All-nighters and also like uh i wish art schools weren't that expensive
0: yeah honestly yeah and I, I get what you're talking about but for those that might be curious would you care to elaborate on that point a little bit
1: so i never went to art school oh okay that's like a big that's something to get out of the way like right off the bat i've never been to art school i only went to community college for like school related stuff and only did a few art classes there. But other than that, I never went to art school. Hmm. I always wanted to go to art school, but because of how like difficult it is to actually get in and how expensive it is. Mm -hmm. And like the risk of like student debt and all that, I, it didn't really appeal to me. Gotcha. I, I almost had a chance to get into Sheridan college through their illustration program. Like, but because of how limited the uh, the international thing is, because it's a school in Canada, oh, okay. I, I wasn't able to make it. My sister did though. Huh. She was able to get in for industrial design, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's still interesting, nevertheless. But yeah, no, I can, I can totally see how you know people have like at least this like pedestal idea that they have to get to art school in order to like move on to whatever's next. But I mean you. You could be an example for yourself of showcasing that, you know, hey, that's not exactly the pen ultimate end-all be-all.
1: Exactly. Plus, like, I've seen, like, so many different kinds of people who, like, didn't even go to art school, like, at all, or didn't even finish art school, and yet they were able to, like, get, like, really, really good jobs and, like, get good offers.
0: I I think – this is a personal opinion. This is from a college need-to-finish-up-the-last-semester person myself, but I think college is more or less, like – It does give you good experience like in the field that you want to go to more or less like classes Mm -hmm. and such. But I feel like it's more or less like the connections you can make through there to potentially get you a little bit further than if you were to do that yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something that like I realized like uh, rather early on Mm -hmm. is that like connections are like far more important than like actually going to like uh, school. And like that's like a big reason why like so many people who have who have been to school prefer like not really prefer but like have good experiences with school is because of the connections that they were able to make there from like the students the teachers mm-hmm. to like special guests and like all, all that like those are like really the only reasons like why I even like still remember like some like classmates from or like just people i met like while in community college like it's just the people
0: yeah yeah i, I mean i i will say like you know traditionally like the art school thing that'd be like the best way to make those connections but honestly with like today's society and how social media is it's probably not as hard to make some of those same connections I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong
1: oh yeah like definitely like (laughs) and I was able to actually learn that through Facebook
0: oh wow okay
1: yeah like I was just like on Facebook at one point and then I just became like I became friends with like some people like that I knew and they were friends with like some other cool people. And then I saw like, that's how I was able to like learn about the mutual like aspects of things. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, because this person is mutual, this person and that one, I'm, I'm sure they're a cool person. And then I follow follow them. Then they follow me back. And because of those connections, I was like, you would be able to like meet like so many like cool people. Oh yeah. And like that's as that, like, also like taught me early on that like one of the most important things when it comes to forming connections is just being yourself being your true authentic genuine self
0: Amen to that a million times over. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, that's like not just being authentic, but like when it comes to like, especially the people that you want to make connections with, shoot your shot with them at the very least, like be honest and upfront with who you are and such. But like, you'd be surprised how many people will like connect with you. If you just at least, take that first step and like ask them or like try to connect with them in the first place that's why i always try to vouch with this podcast more than anything else because the people i brought on here i'm more than amazed that i was able to get any of them for even a sentence <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah but- like no you-, you go no i was gonna move on but if you have something else to say go ahead and say it
1: yeah it's okay um but yeah like being yourself and like like i it's like one of those things where it's like i honestly get like getting nervous or like scared to like go up to someone and like being yourself like in like especially if it's like somebody you admire or an artist you like or whatever but like the just like knowing that like also like like uh putting yourself in the perspective of like they were probably in the same position as you at one point so you shouldn't worry about it
0: yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah, they were probably like in the, like, they probably were in this position where it's like they met an artist they really admired and they had absolutely no idea how to like approach them. But like, no, just know that like they're also like people. They're just like you and me. They probably like would want to like have like a nice, simple conversation with you as well. So just like be true to yourself.
0: Yeah, take that first step, even if that, random conversation you know whether it be something to help you out with your career or just a random conversation about cars um yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nevertheless just art school shouldn't be a necessity or at least should be cheaper if you're going to make it a necessity is that a hill that you're yeah. willing to die on yes all right then if that's the case i can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone i'm your host nathan raglan uh feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer I'm a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com to see more about my podcast and other amazing podcasts. And follow us on Twitter, at PostModArtPod, and Instagram for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. They are an Iranian-American storyboard artist and animator whose passion for art and animation can be seen in their online presence. Welcome to the podcast, Roya Shahidi! Woo! How are you doing today?
1: I am doing spectacular. Is, How are you? I am doing
0: wonderful. <laughs> now I'm actually getting a chance to sit down and chat with you. Um, like I said, I uh, like we've talked about in private, I've seen your stuff online for a good bit, so it's awesome to actually get the chance to meet the person behind the art. But before we <laughs> talk about the art itself, I want to go back just a little bit. I want to know the origin stories of Roya. What exactly got you interested in art and animation in the first place?
1: So... I've always been interested in animation ever since I was a little kid okay One of the first things I distinctly remember and my mom remembers me watching was the Lion King. Hey that's a good start yeah, It is a really good start honestly and honestly yeah like that and like the that just that film alone. Gave me like so much appreciation for animation right off the bat, so much to the point where, as a little kid, I would only watch like animated stuff, like almost, go. almost like all the time. And the cool thing is, my both of my parents are artists as well. Whoa! My mom is really? a graphic. Yeah, my mom is a graphic designer, and my dad is a photographer, and he's also familiar with uh constructing buildings and such. Oh, architecture. Like, well, okay architecture yeah with mainly houses but yeah they've always been like saw me being like fascinated in art and animation ever since i was a little kid and like i would like be so fascinated with it like ranging from like watching stuff on cartoon network nickelodeon disney when they were big and like uh scouring like to the library for like uh obscure like vhs tapes like (laughs) watch And yeah, like, and I, fun fact, I didn't like actually like do any art stuff until like way later, because really? for some
0: reason,
1: yeah. Because as a kid, I don't know why, um, <laughs> I was like always like a little, uh, like, a, like I didn't know how to like handle myself within certain situations as okay. a kid. And like when it came to drawing, My parents would, like, always tell stories about, like, how I couldn't even, like, hold a pencil for, like, too long without, like, wanting to, like, drop it or something. And there was, like, one point where my dad, like, took a canvas and a bunch of paint and, like, put it, like, right in front of me so that I can, like, do something. And I just, like, took all the paint, splattered it all onto the canvas and just, like, mushed it all together until it was, like, a brown paint, brown, like, sludge. And, like, my dad was, like, oh, no, she's never gonna get into art.
0: <laughs> well, I mean but y- you say that, but for all you know, your younger self could be tapping into the future and just like predicting the future with just being brown and mucky and all this kind of
1: stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I did like it took me a while to like actually like get into like art. Like I did like draw like typical like stick figures and like simple stuff when I was younger. But it wasn't until seventh grade where like it like finally clicked for me.
0: Okay. Okay. Is it was the, like in, so, sorry, if I may ask, is that the point where it just went from kind of like a love to it to a passion and potentially what you want to do for the rest of your life, or is that or am I jumping ahead like, a little bit?
1: A <laughs> little bit, but let's let me <laughs> get to the get Go to. Uh, in seventh grade, I was just like casually like doing some stuff. Everybody was drawing, and I was just like, I was just like minding my own business, and then then I started drawing like uh, animals like eating like human food. And then, like, as I was drawing it, I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I should keep doing this. And, like, then, from then on, I just kept going. And I just kept going. And, like, it uh, got to the point where it was, like, I was really interested in, like, doing, like, art. And then I looked up on YouTube back in, like, 2008. And then I saw were like... <laughs> there were just, like, younger artists, like, similar to me, who were, like, drawing, like, stuff on, like, MS Paint and Windows Movie Maker and making, like, uh, speed drawings. Back then they were called speed paints, like, where they would take, like, unregistered Hypercam 2 and just, like, record themselves, like, uh, drawing, like, uh, on MS Paint on their mouse. (laughs) And it was just, like, such an innocent, like, uh, moment on YouTube that I just, like struck a chord with me and i just like wanted to like do it for myself okay. and since from then on i just kept like drawing and drawing posting stuff online like wanting to like do like my own uh like from then like also creating my own characters which most of them were like wolf characters <laughs> with like giant foreheads for some reason <laughs> I, like if i were to like show you like some old drawings that i would be like re- like simple like wolf characters but for some reason they would have ginormous foreheads to this day i don't know why i don't know why i would draw them like that
0: Th- That those are like the alpha wolves they're the ones that contain the most knowledge and know everything about the lay of the <laughs> land
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah like it was that and also like i i was like very inspired by like uh sparkle wolf characters and like uh this like One series on YouTube called Fairy Fairy Foxes, Okay. which was essentially a Sonic fan animation series where it was basically like they took their own characters based off of the Sonic franchise, turned them into a species they called Fairy Foxes and made a series out of them. And I was very inspired by that. And I was like, oh, I want to make a series on my own, but this time with wolves. Yeah. And this time, yeah. And this time I want them to like, I want them to have a twist. They can transform into Pokemon because I was oh. super into, po- was super into <laughs> Pokemon when I was a kid, like all the way.
0: It's like trying, and- to, trying to be original with it. It's like, okay, you're wolf. Let's turn into Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, I actually
1: had a character who was like straight up named Eevee. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those, but, it's named
0: Eevee, but it turned you like a Charmander or something like that. Just a nice little twist as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm probably, I probably would have done that. <laughs> but like, I like realized like really quickly that like it wouldn't be a good idea because I would have to deal with copyright stuff. Because that was at the height of when YouTube would be a stickler for copyright. Worse than it was, worse than it is today. Way worse I, than it is today but or just as bad, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it it depends on what creator you ask cuz I'm sure some of them try to get away with more than they can and YouTube is really hounding on them, but you know, yeah, to, to each their own, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own, yep.
1: Yeah. But yeah. And uh from that, I was like what like looking up some of my favorite artists on there and then I saw that they had a DeviantArt account.
0: Oh, okay. And then
1: at like I was like not old enough. I was like 12 when I discovered, uh, I was 12 when I discovered DeviantArt. And then uh, I was like, up until like I was able to like uh, make an account, I would just like scroll through like so many like DeviantArt's like accounts and just get like so inspired, like, all, like just like go on different artists' pages and like scroll through their artwork and just being more and more inspired to see their work and then like from there like basically like long story short dbnarch like helps me out a lot then like i trans like i migrated to tumblr Mm -hmm. which from there was like (laughs) interesting to say the least
0: yeah yeah knowing how how weird of a beast tumblr can be i'll put that lightly Um. yeah
1: (laughs) surprisingly like i was never really that like uh popular quote-unquote mm. like at the time like i made some popular posts here and there but they didn't really like uh it wasn't it was rarely for my artwork
0: gotcha. so like
1: yeah that was that and then like at some point i might also i then like migrated it to twitter and instagram and from there it just became like really interesting with how like easier it was to connect with people oh, yeah. and how like just like the fact that like uh uh <laughs> and going to Tumblr uh, Tumblr I mean Twitter the reason I became like so fascinated with from Twitter was because of a webcomic artist called GGDG okay. who you may like be familiar with with the webcomic cucumber quest
0: oh okay yeah okay
1: i from her Tumblr i was able to find her on Twitter and then I was just like, saw her tweets and she just like, sometimes would like tweet like the most like nonsensical stuff, like related to like Mario or like <laughs> video games or just like, I did this thing today, do or something like that. <laughs> it just like being so casual and just like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing. That made me like very inspired to just be like, Twitter seems fun and like being myself like, and I just want to be myself, like that would be nice. And from there, like I just like became very fascinated with Twitter and like, uh, like even like uh, with even if like I would just like do stuff where it's like sometimes I would post my art, sometimes I would just like tweet the most like random stuff and like you you know how it is with online stuff. Sometimes your shit posts get more popular than like your artwork.
0: I I I've seen both the posts you're talking about and the post critiquing that post that you're talking about as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's, the, the Internet is a unique beast, in order to say the least, especially when it comes to, to Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, but back to what I was going to say before. So I, I assume like stumbling, stumbling onto like DeviantArt and stuff like that. Was that kind of a moment where it just kind of clicked for you to where it went just from like a love for this kind of stuff to like I could actually make this my career more or less?
1: that by itself took a while to do because like okay. i like thankfully because of how like uh supportive my family was when it c- came to art mm-hmm. even like with like family members who like weren't necessarily artists like really like i only had like one like family member who was like oh you should become a doctor like <laughs> but like not not really in a malicious way but more so right. in like a loving way so right. it's like oh you should become a doctor like and all that but like si- like that like never really like went through because like, they like my fa- my mom and dad like knew that like uh. They like just like helped me, helped me like uh, figure out like on my own what I wanted to do with my artwork as a career.
0: Okay, like they, they, they just, sort of, they sort of what, ha- they, sorry they sort of more or less like supported that little creative drive that you had.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Both for me and my sister, who is also an artist. There you go. And, yeah. And uh, I didn't, like, uh, discover, like, the, like, art school until, like, I was, like, actually, like, browsing around through DeviantArt. Fun fact. um, (laughs) There was a point where I was, like, really into Homestuck. Okay. And I saw...
0: (laughs) Hey, I th- th- saw... there's, no, there's no shame in that. This is a no shame podcast. You love what you love, and Homestuck is a thing. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was into
1: Homestuck for, like, quite a bit, like, when it was, like, relatively popular. Right. And then, like, I was, like, just browsing through, like, DeviantArt, and then I just saw someone, like, who did Homestuck fan art, and I was just like, oh, cool. Their work is really nice. I, like, went through their page. I looked through their stuff, and then I saw that they went to a college called SVA. Okay. I
0: was like,
1: huh, SVA. What, what is that? And then I looked into it, and then I discovered that, like, you can, like, actually, like, uh, go into a school for art and, like, make something, like, make some, like, it'll help you, like, perpetuate yourself into a career. Yeah. Which is something that was, I found very interesting. And, like, from there, I discovered that you can, like, get into the animation industry, which that, like, really struck a chord with me. Especially with, like, how much I loved animation as a kid. And, like, how much I always wanted to, like... I was always, like, a storyteller in a way. And, like, I always liked making characters. I always like telling stories. Like, I always liked uh, wanting to, like, create my own stories so that it, they can, like, become, like, animated stuff, mm-hmm. more or less. Wh- whether through my own or where through, like, um, another means. Because before that, before I actually wanted to become an artist, when I was younger... I either wanted to become a a movie director, like a live action movie director, or a animal caretaker.
0: Oh. Quite the dichotomy. But okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was very into Animal Planet when I was a little
0: kid. That that that's a good inspiration, if nothing else. It's always it's always wonderful to see like how they take care of animals more than anything else, or how they showcase mm-hmm. animals
1: showcase animals, and also, like, uh, that, like, also, like, made me, like, very interested in, like, animal facts, which, like, also, like, t- kind of ties into, like, how, like, animals are, like, very, like, uh big in, like, any animated stuff or, mm-hmm. like, art in general. And, like, that by itself can, like, lead to, like, so many, like, inspiring stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I can only imagine.
1: Yeah. And uh, through that, like, I was able to, like, find, like, so many different artists who, like, not only like uh we're going to school for animation, but mm-hmm. also like through like uh like uh we're also like working in like animation. Okay. And even like I've even had cases where it's like uh there were I there were even cases where uh I became friends with like a couple of people who like eventually like through their own means, whether like surprisingly mainly through like fan art of shows that they like. They were able to like get into the industry.
0: Oh, that's 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 incredible more than anything else. I mean, I've seen. Yeah. I've seen the stories out there. What was it? What was this, that one? There was one artist that, or there was one person that eventually got an animated show. But like before, they were making Invader Zim fan art. Do you remember who what that artist was? Or am I just thinking uh, randomly? I think
1: I I may know who you're talking about, but like I'm not entirely sure. But like that right. wouldn't surprise me like in the slightest. Right. Like right. that. Like somebody, like, uh, like the artist that I'm thinking of, they did Steven Universe fan art and they were able to get into the show.
0: Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. You gotta love a story like that. that. That's a good one. That's a good story, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, that was very, like, amazing to see, especially since, like, I was able to just, like, casually chat with them, like, on twitter like over like video games for a bit that's like one of the the great things about like social media is that like as long as you're like true to yourself and like uh you're you're just like being nice to everybody and all that you never know who you may meet you never know who you may like casually like have a conversation with oh yeah and yeah but like anyways uh it took me a while to like realize like because, like, I wanted to, like, get into the animation industry through, like, not just, like, people who, like, were going into the industry, but also, like, show, like, at the time, this was, like, the new wave of modern animation. Mm-hmm. This was around the time when, like, Adventure Time and uh, Regular Show were, like, just starting and just, they just became big. And, like, Adventure Time really inspired me, like, so much to the point where it's like, I was like able to like look through their uh, behind the scenes blogs where like artists from the uh, show would just showcase like their storyboards or character designs or background designs of like the work that they did. And like, they would just like, that would just like inspire me so much. And like from there I was just trying to figure out like what exactly would be the, the direction I want to take and like after a bit, like uh, what really like struck a chord with me at one point was when my family and I went to the my it's when my family and I went to the portfolio uh portfolio day uh event at a local convention. Okay. And like that that was like where like. Ba- before covid uh where like we would be able to like go to go like in person to like the this like hallway like this hall not a hallway uh but uh they would just like have tables from like different like art schools like and like you would bring your portfolio and from there you would be able to like have uh different teachers and like people like administrators from the schools look through your work to see if you're They would like to have you in their schools right and we had the table for sheridan Mm -hmm. and from there like they were able to like talk about like how like uh how like so many like alumni from sheridan were able to like get into like big big projects and like from there like they sent like one of them said something to the effect of you don't have to like actually like learn like be an animator to get into the industry because that's before then i wanted to be an animator Like, before, and, like, from there, like, as soon as she said, like, that you didn't need to actually be an animator to get into the industry, you can do, like, so many other things to, like, help out with animation and to, like, get in. That is what, like, really struck a chord with me and made me realize that I could still get in without having to, like, be, like, a full-fledged animator.
0: Right, right. I mean, I imagine hearing that it more or less like made you a lot more hopeful to like get into the industry the, this one that you've loved so much for like the longest time ever like that had to been like yeah. just the, the, like the surreal light bulb moment more than anything else Is like oh okay now I gotta go harder with this <laughs> yeah and like, and like from there like
1: I realized that I really liked uh, storyboarding
0: there you go. Actually, that that's a good way to, like, segue to one of my points. Like, so that – what got you invested in more or less the storyboard aspect of animation more than, more than the other aspects?
1: I think, like, what really, like, got me interested in storyboarding was, like, looking through all of, like, the different, like, uh storyboard artists, like, posting their work and, like, talking about, like, their process, like – uh while making like episodes for a show like Mm -hmm. mean like with like adventure time steven universe i think uh clarence at the time and like a bunch of other shows and like seeing like the process of of that like really like fascinated me especially the ones where it was like very uh board driven shows where like they had they would make an outline for the show for like not the show the episode and, and like then they would like run it over with a storyboard artist and from there the storyboard artist would like have to make the episodes like on their own more or less yeah where where they would like have to like figure out like how to get from point a to point, point b in their own way with like the characters and like how how like everything is and all that that's how like the process was for uh, steven universe which is really fascinated me
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's always interesting to to it, it always amazes me when it comes to like animation or just films in general, when like the storyboard, like people don't really give that they don't give it the roses. They don't give it the credit they deserve when in reality it's probably one of the more essential parts of animation or any sort of filmmaking as a whole, because if you don't have yeah. like a clear vision of what you're trying to go for, how can all the other pieces you know fall into place?
1: yeah exactly and also like how like uh so many like how like collaborative like animation is as a whole Mm -hmm. like that like really fascinated me and like how the people like who uh are able to like make it not only just like a good experience like working with each other but like being able to like put their all into like a the movie the tv episode the special even for video games too oh yeah how like they should they would like Come all together to like create this like uh, piece of media that will be like showcased towards the, like to everybody around the world, and like that really like fascinated me, and like uh, I realized that like with my like sp- how like I like draw and like how I want to make stories and all that that storyboarding really like uh, struck a chord with me. Okay. I keep saying that all the time. <laughs>
0: Hey, don't, don't worry. You're, don't be ashamed about repeating yourself several times over. There are times where I'll say like and such over and over. And I'm sure if you have a drinking game, people will probably die from alcohol poisoning by by 30-minute <clears throat> points. So don't stress about repeating yourself. But no, I mean, I totally get what you're talking about. I mean, for those that are curious about your style, if you're watching the video version, I mean, your icon basically illustrates that. Like, that's that's more or less like your more, more prominent style. And I think when it comes to, like, uh-huh. storyboarding, more or less, like, that's it's easy to see how that could be kind of more or less ideal when it comes to, like, getting the initial vision out there for the animators to base everything else on.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, like, speaking of my icon, it actually took, like, quite a while to, like, find the style to draw myself. Really? Yeah, it took me quite a while to, like, get to that point because, like, for, like, the longest time, I was, like trying to like focus like really hard on like trying to be as like atomically accurate as possible which like is impossible yeah (laughs) especially for my style like it's like as much as i would love to like be the type of person to like draw in like many different styles and have like beautiful forms of like senses of anatomy and everything i like it's hard it's i'm not saying it's impossible but it can be like uh tricky especially with like if you don't practice enough yeah (laughs) But anyways, like it took me like uh, tons and tons of experimenting and trying out different like styles and trying different techniques to like really like find like the kind of uh, way of drawing myself that works that like was very appealing to me and I, and it stuck that way. Yeah,
0: 100%. I mean it, it's certainly prominent with your posts. It's also been p- prominent with some of like the illustrations and the comics that you've done. One in particular that really grabbed my attention, mainly because it was on your website, but still it looked absolutely amazing, was Little Buddy and Grump Bud. How did that concept come to be?
1: <laughs> the best buds, oh yes. boy! So they came to be in a way kind of like a spur of the moment situation where like at one point i just like was like trying to like come up with like characters and like one day while i was just like doodling i came up with little buddy who is this like bull cut bear cub essentially even though they are like in their 20s they just look like a giant bear cub
0: <laughs> i didn't realize they were in their 20s okay
1: <laughs> yeah they're like just so you know both of them are in their 20s
0: okay fair enough but anyways
1: yeah and, like, they were definitely, like, inspired by the designs of We Bear Bears. Like, I tried to, like, go for that, that kind of, like, simplicity when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, their design. And, like, at one point, I was just like, huh. They would seem nice for a comic, but, like, they seem, like, a little lonely. They would need a friend. And, like, I was just, like, doodling all the time. Like, doodling, like, some characters. And then, like, I was just, like, I wanted to make, like, a red panda character because I've always, like, loved red pandas. They were mm-hmm. one of my favorite animals. And uh, from then Grump Bud like became a thing. And then from there, I just like drew them together. And then like, it just was like, I always wanted to make like a web comic uh, or like a comic strips series at some point and right. then that's how best buds came to be
0: yeah i mean for for what i was able to see like it was it, it was wonderful to see like more or less like their interaction with each other whether it be like something sentimental or just like simple hilarious situations like the time that uh what was it little buddy basically stole grump Gr- buds ears for some random <laughs> reason <laughs> yeah like a lot of them were very
1: like uh spur of the moment i was like oh i think this would be funny <laughs> and then like i would just like uh have them like like sometimes they would be like intertwined into like the next strip and everything like and that i thought that was like hilarious Oh, absolutely. but like yeah like honestly like the reason like why i haven't like been doing much is because like especially at the time my management for like trying to like pump them out like every friday which was like my schedule at the time was not the best <laughs> like a lot of them were very last minute <laughs> i would be perfectly honest
0: fair enough
1: and uh yeah like i have been like drawing them like here and there like since then and like they've de- definitely changed a lot in terms of like how i would draw them since like the first time i drawn them like like the first time like i had i like, drew them like together was around like 2017 and like right now like if you if you see like the post like now like they're basically nine day
0: yeah yeah i can only imagine one of the things i did initially notice uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff is, like I said, there was, there is obviously, like, the funny moments or something like that, but there was also, like, some of the ships to where, like, it was, uh, like, legitimately a lot more sentimental, like, a lot more personal and stuff like that. Did these, like, two buddies more or less become more or less, like, a, a comfort character for you to do whenever you just wanted to put uh, a comic strip out there?
1: That's a good way of describing it, and I would say yes. Okay. Especially, I- since, especially since, at the time, I was not, like... It was, like, very hard for me to, like, I was, like, very, in. I would honestly say that was in, like, kind of, like, a rough spot, like, mentally. Mm -hmm. Especially since, like, at the time I just, like, I dropped out of community college and I wanted to, like, find work. And it was, like, impossible for me to, like, uh, figure out, like, what direction I would take because at the time I wasn't sure if, like, storyboarding was, like, the, was my calling at the time. So like I would just like have like draw these characters and like from there like I was, I just like have time, even like with times where it's just like I wanted to like draw them like doing like wacky, silly, like typical like Sunday paper moments. There were other times where I just wanted to like let my feelings out through those characters. And I think that like really like added a lot to like, not just like them as characters, but also for like me as an artist okay and i was like it's like kind of a reason why i'm like kind of sad that i didn't like uh continue the comic but like at the same time i like wanted to like take a break because i knew that like if i just kept going without like re- like it just like wouldn't like like i would just keep doing it for the for like the sake of it and not so much like out of like love you know
0: right right no it's one of those like if you're going to just pump out stuff just to pump out content more or less. That's not the way to go. If you want to create something, yeah, create something that you're going to turn around and you're going to like read again. You're going to absolutely love and I imagine for you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine for you it came to a point towards like, you know, why am I pumping this stuff out there? Why am I putting this out there if I'm not finding fun in it?
1: Exactly. That's definitely like a way of like doing it, especially since like at the time, while I was like making some of the comics, I was like a part of like a theater job which was like paying like very like a movie theater job mm-hmm. which while it was nice it was paying minimum wage and like not even minimum wage it was like below minimum wage like right. and, and like also like some aspects of it i wish it was like better needless to say and yeah like it was definitely like a rough spot for me but like like thankfully like even like when i stopped the comic i still would draw the characters and like people really appreciate the characters and like to the point where it's like even my dad and my parents like mainly my dad he would like see me drawing the characters and it's like you should like make stuff with your characters again (laughs) and like it was like i would love to make a plushie help you make a plushie out of, like, a character. Yeah, like, and I definitely want to make a plushie out of, like, Little Buddy for sure, because they are absolutely, like,
0: uh... They're perfect for the the occasion, more or less.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, they would, like, absolutely, like, become,
0: like, marketable plushies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank God you made the beep because I was about to do it myself. (laughs) I had a feeling, so, like, I went ahead. (laughs) Oh, uh, that's, that's great. I was going to say, if yeah. not the if not for a marketable plushie, if you do decide to make pins, I'm going to get some. And I'm going to try to add it to this little corkboard right here. So there you go. You got that to potentially look forward to. Um, yeah, for
1: sure. Like, I'm I'm also definitely going to, like, uh, make pins of them. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like I say, like, oh, I want to make stuff. But it's like sometimes I'm not in, like, the right mental space to, like, actually, like, figure out, like, designs for said products. Right, right. Cause like it can be one of those things where it's like, Oh, I have so many ideas and everything. And it's like when like, you actually like want to sit down and like draw it. And I was like, I got nothing.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I can only imagine that. One of the things I did also want to bring up with, um, with these two is at least in one of the strips, I've noticed that they at least showcase like their pride. Like they, you know, they, they showcase, what was it? One of them is correct. Me if I'm wrong, one of them is agender. One of them is pansexual. Um, yeah, one of the ships. How important was it for you to have that kind of representation in this strip?
1: It just came with it, you know, like okay. because especially at the time where it's like I was at the time I was like trying to figure out like my own like uh sexuality and mm-hmm. gender because like I wasn't really sh- like I, I like knew around that time I was like I had this like thought in my head where it's like I'm not 100 female but I don't know how to describe it. Because before, cause this was before I knew about like being non-binary and everything. Right. And like th- from that, like I like just like felt more comfortable having like an, all, any of my characters like essentially like be like very uh, queer in a sense mm-hmm. where like they would just not be like they would be either genderless or non-binary or like they would not be straight or like they would just like be themselves without having to like uh be like uh very typical like uh i don't know <laughs> it's like from that it just like became like naturally with like the buds where it's like uh a little buddy like became like ace ace and uh gender,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the end with like grump buds they became uh non-binary and pan which like from like Grump Bud, I like really felt like they like I connected with them because they're like very emotional and like they are very uh it can be hard for them to like uh figure out their emotions, needless to say. Okay. And that's how I've always felt with like uh Grump Bud. And it's like one of those things where it's like even though like little buddy and Uh, Grump Bud aren't aren't their actual names but like I just couldn't figure out like what else to name them so I just left it at that for a bit and I don't know how else to change it
0: needless to say I'm sure we'll wrap around to that at some point
1: (laughs) at some point yeah but for now like yeah they are it just became like natural for me and like from then on I would just like have like many of my other characters be like uh, like not straight
0: no that that's not that,
1: scissor straight <laughs> there
0: you go. that's fair I, I at least wanted to ask that because I mean for people that again are watching the video version uh, like I said you they can look at your icon and they see that you definitely wear your pride proudly I know how important it was for you <laughs> to have that in just like your strips or like in your daily art or whatnot and I figured you know part of pride month I wanted to at least ask that but uh, like you said before like this is these are like your comfort characters I can only imagine how much of yourself you've put into these characters and in your art in general
1: yeah definitely i really appreciate that honestly
0: no problem it's uh, i am i'm one of those people to where i want people to like truly be as much of themselves as possible and especially when situations like this where like they have a way to express themselves and let them be as close to themselves as possible that makes me happy more than anything else that's why i do this podcast because i i get to talk to these people on a weekly basis and like whenever i'm like I'm sure you probably noticed this, but like when people are talking about something that they're passionate about or something that they're comfortable with, they get like that tunnel vision more or less. Oh, where It's yeah. like they just want to talk about nothing but what's going on, like what they're passionate about, like let them truly be them. That, I get a kick out of that more than anything else. So if I can yeah. find a way to like let people be themselves at the end of the day, I'm all for it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Absolutely. It's,
1: it's always the best especially like hearing from like both perspectives of like you being in the zone and you're like somebody you know like or whoever you're talking to being in that zone
0: oh, yes absolutely Oh uh, goodness well i mean speaking of well not even really in the zone i'm horrible with transitions at times but again, <laughs> we, we talked about some of the art that you've personally created and such but how about something that you've had a personal hand in and that's with a lot of these reanimation projects that i've seen you participate in one aspect or another how did you figure out about the reanimation process? in the first place
1: so the very first one that i've discovered like while like browsing through tumblr was the sailor moon reanimated i think it was like under a different name it was like sailor moon makeup i think it's called or something animation makeup i don't really recall but it was like basically like it was like one of those things where it's like they took an episode of the deke dub of sailor moon this was way before the viz dub um And uh, they took the episode where, like, Sailor, like, the scouts were having, like, a uh, rough patch, let's just say, like, trying to get, like, one of the characters back. But, uh, and from that, they had it so that every single, like, every single scene, like, every single cut is, like turned into a segment and each segment is given to a different animator and they put their own twist on it. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting to watch and like to see the process being like made on the spot where it's like, I would just see like scenes out of context from like the different animators and they would just like showcase like the work that they did from either from work in progress or like the finished product that they uh, created. Mm -hmm. And like when the tape, when the time came and I was able to see it all come together, it was very, very fascinating to see. And then like some time went on and I saw like a bunch of other like people like do like something similar with like, uh, uh, the super Mario brothers, super show. Uh, yeah. Uh, that and, uh, Steven universe, like, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things. And I was like, huh. I should do one of my own things. And like, at some points, like I like was thinking back to like those, like episodes in anime where it's like, basically like the fourth wall, like animation, making an animation uh, kind of episodes, Mm -hmm. if you recall, (laughs) where it's like, they would like go behind the scenes about the animation process and like, uh, do stuff like that. And then I remembered the Kirby uh, anime episode. Mm, And from that, and from that, I was, like, ta- discussing it with a friend who, like, she, like, has a, actually has a scene in, the epi- in like, the reanimated. Uh, we were discussing it, and, like, it got to the point where it's, like, I decided to, like, uh, turn it into a full-fledged project. And it was, like, I looked through so many different, like, uh, of the uh, Google Docs for, like, the project to see how they did it. Mm-hmm. And, like, from there, I, like, I, like, announced it, and then from there, it just, like, spiraled into something way, way, way bigger than I anticipated.
0: Way bigger than I anticipated. Oh, I can only imagine, but, sorry, the part that blew, that surprised me is I'm surprised that you were the one that, like, went forth and, like, decided to, to, like, lead the charge. I knew you were, like, one of the leads for it, doing my research and such for it, but I didn't realize that was, like, born and bred from, like, your idea, and then I can only imagine how surreal it must have been for you to, like, have this idea, go forth with it, thinking, oh, I'll probably get some people. And, uh, like you said, I'm s- interested to know how far down it spiraled.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I'm going to say this up front. Mm-hmm.
1: There were times, like, in, like, the Kirby, like, like the Project Twitter, I would say, like, we are doing this, we are doing that. That's, like, a lie. It's all me. I mm-hmm. did everything. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all me. And if that, like, was, like, a big reason why it became, like, so much more than i anticipated Mm -hmm. because like even though i i definitely was able to like get like a a lot of help from like different people like i like it was mainly like all by myself Mm -hmm. and it was like that like juggling with like the same job i was doing like the comics at the time like and also like uh, a couple of other things it was like definitely like uh, so much like to like go through not only that but one like uh thing that definitely uh was a uh let's just say a
0: a hurdle, an obstacle to say the least. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. That was when my computer crashed.
0: Oh Yeah. (laughs) Rest in peace. I'm sorry. I know I know the pain. I know the
1: pain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm using the computer that crashed, but like thankfully like I was able to get my like stuff, but they were all corrupted. But thankfully Google like gmail was able to save me because i had the gmail of like the project of like the scenes that I was given so far still on hand and i was able to save the project woo <laughs> yeah
0: thank you our google overlords uh, anyways <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but yeah definitely that definitely helped and uh like the process of like editing everything and like making sure that like the scenes like came out nice and like dealing with like so many people like, mm-hmm. and like sometimes I would have cases where I would accidentally send the same scene to like two different people, and like I would also say right up the right off the bat, if you ever want to like if like anybody who listens to this wants to make their own reanimated project, start with something short. Start with something small. Don't start with like a 20 plus minute episode (laughs) of a show. (laughs) Take it from me. Start small, please.
0: (laughs) Start with like maybe a Disney short if they don't sue you to living oblivion, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also like when it comes to kind of stuff, be on the lookout for like stuff that won't like have you dealing with copyright like uh, people or copyrights, like bots, Mm -hmm. because even like what, like I'm, gonna skip ahead for a little bit like when the project came out and like it became like relatively big on youtube i've had to deal with a lot of like copyright stuff and it was a pain in the butt needless to say
0: i can only imagine because it's one of those like you know for for a lot of projects out there that are out there in the world you know animation can only take you well there's there's all sorts of like legal stuff to people try to to protect the project or try to protect their property more or less so i can only imagine how much of a nightmare it must have been for you to go for a curvy animated series and try to reanimate that
1: reanimate the, <laughs> the, the reanimate the episode where they animate an episode <laughs> which that in itself was like gonna go back for a bit that in itself was like so much fun to make because Good. like everybody was able to do like uh Everybody was able to do, like, their own, like, uh, nods and, like, Easter eggs and everything. Like, so I would say, like, some of them were, like, a little bit, like, too much for, like, a Kirby, <laughs> Kirby thing. I will say that, like, honestly, like, I should have, like, been able to, like, uh, handle it, like, a lot better than I did. Like... Yeah, I will say that like even with like some of the big stuff, I am like a little disappointed with like how like I handle things, and I wish I was able to like make sure that like things were like better because like there was like one aspect where it's like they made like some animators like made reference to like a another episode in the series where it's like Mm -hmm. it was like poking fun about like how like girl characters are perceived in like anime, and -hmm. they made reference to that which thankfully it wasn't like too bad, but it was like enough to like get like some people upset. Right. And like, I like made like a statement saying like, yeah, like this wasn't essentially saying, yeah, this wasn't great. And we apologize for it. Some people didn't take it well, but like, I wanted to like make it out there. So like, it didn't come off as like, I would like endorse like that kind of stuff to people who would like presume that like, I would be okay with like, uh, certain characters being like over overly sexualized which i'm not down to like i'm not okay with at all especially when it comes to small characters like yeah child characters
0: yes yeah no that's that shouldn't be okay in the first place but
1: yeah at,
0: at the same time like long story short when it comes to this project as a whole it was a learning experience for you more than anything else i can imagine
1: oh yeah definitely like it was definitely like so much of a learning experience about like mainly with like being a producer
0: mm-hmm. more than anything
1: it just like made me realize like how to handle a project how to deal with people like uh who like are asking for help or like wanting to make sure that they reach a certain deadline or like wanting to make sure that like uh everything is like in check and like everything's like set in stone and was like re- a really big like learning experience like for me and like and like one thing that like definitely made me happy was like in the end it actually did like help like so many people like get to like have like get like opportunities like in the future like i know that like one uh like a friend of mine who was like able to like uh get in the project and do a scene like mm-hmm. he like reached out to me like after the project ended and like was released on like youtube and vimeo and like uh newgrounds which honestly like they <laughs> they like made me like upload to newgrounds because honestly i'm not too big on newgrounds
0: right right
1: which, like, I'm just going to say that up front. But, like, anyways, uh, they reached out to me and, like, they were like, hey, so uh, a company, like, reached out to me saying that they really liked my scene and they actually wanted to interview me.
0: Yo. Yeah.
1: And from that, he, like, was able to get hired from a few places until eventually he was able to get hired from Titmouse. There we go. Yeah. and, And from that, he was able to, like, animate stuff on Midnight Gospel
0: okay okay that's awesome very awesome that's great to hear that is incredible to hear more than anything else
1: and that's like one example about uh how like so many people were able to like uh get amazing opportunities through projects like this Mm -hmm. and that's like from there like an interesting thing i should have mentioned earlier is like as the project was like uh being made, it became huge on Twitter, like giant <laughs> on Twitter, like ten thousand followers, kind of big.
0: Yeah, that, that that's nothing the that's nothing to doubt. That's nothing to turn your nose at. That's that's big.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was huge. Uh, I that, that I certainly was not expecting that in the slightest. <laughs>
0: never doubt the power of animation my good friend
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but from like from that like a lot of people were actually like getting interested in like making like uh, their own like reanimated projects like uh, and and in fact like while i was making it a couple people actually like came to me like saying like hey roya i know you were able to like do like a project like this how can i like Get started on a project like this on create on curating a project like this, and I just like gave them a few helping hands, and like from there, like a couple of like people I know were able to like uh, create their like start up and curate their own like cur- like like cur- Kirby projects, <laughs> right. like the, cur- curate their own reanimated projects, right. ranging from the rhythm having reanimated okay. to the upcoming Moomin reanimated.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And also, there's a Donkey Kong reanimated, which, like, one of the... Like, like all of them were, like, uh, people who were actually, like, took part in the Kirby reanimated. Okay. And from there, like, it just became, like, so more and more until, like, I was able to, like, get it done. And, like, it just, like, blew up.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, like, uh, these reanimation things that I'm, like, seeing... Online, like it seems like every time I turn around, someone's doing like a reanimated something else. I mean, there was the reanimated like SpongeBob episodes that people are doing, or like the movie that people uh, are doing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely reanimated Clone High. Reanimated, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was there's one person, uh, a former guest on the podcast, Charles Brubaker. He's currently doing one for what is it like Chroma Man or something like that. It's some like super obscure, like 1960s uh Japanese anime or something like oh, that.
1: Oh, oh. Oh, uh, 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 uh Charge Man Ken.
0: There you go. That's what it is. Char- yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Fun fact: He actually came. He was also somebody who came to me, being like, "Hey, I want to do a reanimated of Charge Char- Char- Man Ken. How really? do I do it?" I'm like, "Oh, ho, ho, ho. I definitely want to see a reanimate of Charge Man Ken because Charge Man Ken would absolutely be an amazing reanimated, yeah. For sure. And he chose the penultimate episode." dynamite in the brain with the <laughs> that like if if you want to know how bonkers that episode is definitely look there's like a youtube video that explains like uh the behind the scenes about like charge man ken mm-hmm. how it came to be and it talks about that episode and it talks about like how how ludicrous of a sho- of a show it is and like that episode and like that was like a that like by itself like gave me more of a reason to make me go go for it, dude. Yeah. And like now it's being made, and like now like I have to like actually work on my scene. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I, it'll be done. Hopefully it'll be done by the time like uh it uh sometime like after this episode comes up, maybe I don't it, know. It, it, we'll it'll prob- it'll don't
0: probably think- be sometime after this episode comes up because unless it's coming out Thursday, I th- I think there's gonna be some time after that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to take a while, but, like, for sure, like, it is, like, very, like, interesting how, like, much, like, re- like the reanimated scene, like, came to be, like, with definitely in part with, like, the Kirby reanimated. Even to the point where it's, like, actually, like, my partner, like, came to me, like, saying, like, hey, like, while I was on the train at one point, I saw somebody, like, on their phone watching the Kirby reanimated.
0: What?
1: Yeah. What's <laughs> <was> something- up, <laughs> interesting to like uh hear about
0: oh yeah no i mean i i can i can only imagine how surreal it must have been for you to like what started as this fun little simple idea that for a show that you like love that you enjoyed or whatnot blow up to this incredible thing to where like people are getting opportunities in the industry people are coming to you for like you know advice on how to do their own reanimation stuff like how like just as a whole how surreal was this entire experience for you
1: completely completely surreal completely (laughs) and it's like like i still can't believe that like it actually like happened like to that extent
0: would you do another one
1: (laughs) maybe something shorter there you go
0: that that, there you go
1: like a lot shorter like i would like like i said up front like earlier start with something small. If you want to do your own, some start with something small. Maybe, like, if anything, just take, like, a segment from, like, an episode and reanimate that. Not the whole thing. Yeah. Because you also don't want to deal with copyright bots.
0: What are you talking about? The, 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 you've already done, like, an episode of Kirby. Now you have to do, like, one of the specials that they had. Like, the, the Saturday morning <laughs> ones is, like, an hour and, fi- you know, hour 30 long or something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> or, you That's know, what, what, hey... T- <laughs> <laughs> I would say since you grew up like watching it, I mean, you might as well just go full on reanimated with the Lion King. I mean, might as well go with that. Source. Oh, my God. I would not be surprised if someone actually does that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone at least attempted that before Disney comes in and like just basically like a you know, a goalie in stock or something like that is like, nah, don't even think about it. Just, just back up. Go up.
1: Yeah. No. That's like a big reason why I also say like when it comes to that kind of stuff like start with like just something small like if anything like if you want really want to like reanimate from the Lion King just do a song just do yeah. one of the songs like no more no less
0: yeah or-, or
1: like if anything like just like uh like what especially when it comes like a big reason why is because like some like the audio will definitely be something that like uh copyright bots will like definitely like go after
0: mm-hmm.
1: not even the episode itself it's just like the audio so you like you The audio and also like some of the visuals so like you definitely have to be careful in that aspect right and yeah like but other than that yeah definitely like start small
0: yeah i was gonna say or i mean in a interesting way to make it come somewhat full circle do like reanimations of like online and like youtube animations other people have done Like what was it? Like what was it? One of the ones that I've been seeing that I'm hotly anticipating is the someone's already doing like a has been Hotel reanimated. Oh my God! I I what's funny is so someone I've actually had on the podcast. uh, One second, they did that, they did these or whatnot. uh, Magpie Raven Blackford, she actually did like a little clip for that reanimation, which is ironic because she actually worked on the original animation too.
1: Funny enough like that actually happened with like a couple of other things where it's like professional like animators like and like big people would just like come onto these like uh simple little projects and just like lend a hand on their things like for example in the Rhythm Heaven Reanimated from my friend Kevin mm-hmm. uh Joe Sparrow has a scene in it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Sparrow, who, like, not only is an amazing comic artist and animator, he's also an award-winning character designer for Amphibia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's certainly something, to say the least.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you absolutely never know who, like, would be interested in, like, your projects. Like, or not just with your projects, but your art in general, just for posting it online.
0: That'd be like if, like, James Baxter came for, like, a reanimation project of, like, a Disney film he worked on, you know?
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that he would be down for it. Like, sure, I, it
0: wouldn't surprise me. I would certainly be intrigued if he was to do something like that.
1: Yeah, uh. like... I, yeah definitely like i would he's like such a from like what i've heard like he's such like a s- somebody who's like very like open with like uh new artists and like wanting to like help out like on other projects and like bring the best out of everybody which like that's, that's like something like i definitely strive to go for mm-hmm. to be like somebody who like uh especially for like people who are just like me who are like uh Marginal, like especially like marginalized people like to be able to like uh see themselves in their work like bring themselves in their work and like also uh wanting to help them strive to be like better than like they already are right,
0: right. like be
1: the best version that of themselves that they can be
0: absolutely that, that's something that the industry as a whole should be striving for like you know trying to promote that kind of stuff because at the end of the day like y- you sh- at the end of the day, with any of this kind of stuff, like there's an audience out there that should be as much of a part of what you're producing as much as you are. So, like, being able to go out there and sort of nurture that, like, you know, the people that you were talking about or whatnot, and like have them feel like they're as much of a part of it as everyone else should be something that should be encouraged more or less.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I know for you, like, you're trying to get more. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're trying to be more and more like with the industry itself. Uh, you know, uh, uh, if you look on your Twitter profile, like your name says, you know, storyboard artist looking for work and such. Yeah. How definitely. How it, how, important, <laughs> how important is it for you to like be searching for these opportunities and hoping that opportunities like such will open up to you?
1: It, it's definitely a uh, interesting like uh, journey to like get to like how uh <laughs> even though like i'm still like trying to like get into the industry and such like mm-hmm. and like i've already like been able to like connect with like so many people who are like already in like like and like a good like i will say this like upfront with like if you want to like be able to like connect with people like who are in the industry like just just be casual just be like i said earlier just be yourself yeah like no reason to like try to impress them they are probably already impressed by you right up front from like either like you as a person or your work or even both mainly both because like they would like like if you are a really nice person and like you're able to like make an impression on them in like a in like a certain way like mainly in a positive way they'll remember you and, like, with how, like, tight-knit the industry is, they'll certainly remember, like, you, like, in a lot of different ways. So, like, I, like, that's, like, a big reason why, like, everybody, like, says, like, you shouldn't be a jerk because if you're a jerk to everybody and if you turn out to be, like, a really horrible person, everybody will know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's It's amazing what your credibility carries when trying to make your way in the industry.
1: Oh, yeah. So, like especially when it, like, when it comes to, like, that kind of stuff, you definitely need to, like, uh, strive for better, but also, like, make sure that, like, uh, it's, like, like, strive for better and also, like, do it in a way where it's, like, it doesn't discourage, like, uh, artists who, are like, want to get in. There we go. Like, Like, for example, you don't want to, like, you want to like chat with like uh not really chat but like mostly like motivate artists to like be themselves and like strive for better and also make sure that like they also strive to make sure (laughs) It's, it's so hard to like figure out like what to say but like more or less like like more or less have people like pave the way for like, pave the way for like, uh, better in every aspect. Okay. Not, not so much with like, like, not just with like artists who like, uh, are of marginalized backgrounds to be able to like, uh, be able to like hold, like tell their stories and like wanting to, like, express themselves in their own unique ways, but also to, like, have, like, uh, things from within the industry to be able to, like, get those opportunities to happen in the first place.
0: hmm mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's something that the industry as a whole should be striving for, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, like, I want to be able to, like, if not, like, be the catalyst for it, just be, like, a stepping stone for, like, uh, those opportunities to happen.
0: There you go. That that, that's it's always a good thought, if nothing else, because I mean it's one of those. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong thinking this like, you know. Actually, no, I don't even know what I was gonna say. Oh, I know, it's it's, it's <laughs> wonderful. It's a wonderful thought, nevertheless, and I appreciate you giving your input on that kind of interesting stuff. I can imagine for some people, it's probably hard to be out there and open with that kind of stuff, more or less. So
1: yeah, it's definitely something that like took me a while to like uh really like uh Embrace? get to. And embrace, yeah, because like, I will say that like, imposter syndrome is definitely like in within all of us.
0: It's kind of sus, yeah. no, I'm joking. <laughs> ah!
1: Ah!
0: <laughs> but no, 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 but, but in all seriousness, no, imposter syndrome is definitely something that, you know, we all struggle with here and there.
1: Yeah, like even like, I, even, hell, oh, I was even like dealing with imposter syndrome the, like the other day, so it's like... It's not, it's something that, like, will, like, uh it's, like, not necessarily going to go away, which is, like, sad to say, but it's, like, something where it's, like, you have to, like, remind yourself of, like, the reasons why you're, like, taking the path that you're taking. Yeah. Because, like, for me, like, what, like, keeps me going is, like, remind reminding myself of the people who have gotten me to this point and the people who have like inspired me like throughout all these years and who are still inspiring me even today. And like reminding myself that there are like people like in, out of the industry, people who are just like following me for my work or just following me for like myself or like just like people who I just like randomly meet online or, or just like whoever, like there's always like people out there who like really admire you for, for you, Mm -hmm. for who you are. And that's, like, a big reason as to why when it comes to, like, pe- when people say that, like, don't be desperate, that be- they'll, like, it's understandable, like, when whenever, like, while they understand, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, if you come off as desperate, they will, like, not want to, like, it, <sighs> just don't come off as desperate, because, like, if you come off as desperate.
0: People will easily see that, or they'll see through it, more or less.
1: Yes, yes they'll easily see through it and it's not so much of a personal thing it's never a personal thing that's like an important aspect to like learn really early on it's never personal when you get rejected when like something bad happens in the sense where it's like you don't get the job you get rejected and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's never personal so like it's important to like think of that while like you're trying to like apply for jobs and everything because like you never know like you may get rejected one year but then like later on like in that same studio you might be applying for you might be able to like uh get get the job like you never know it's like i it's like one of those things where it's like it's all a matter of luck being at the right place in the right time and knowing like different people and it's like you never know. Like even like therapy cases where it's like you might just like post like random art online and like somebody from like like a recruiter from like uh Netflix for example will find like find it online, find it interesting and maybe like reach out to you. You, you never go. know. You never know.
0: Hey, it goes back to what I always said at the beginning of the podcast, shoot your shot. You never know what happens. Exactly. Exactly, you you know you're talking about all these different like job opportunities and stuff. I have to know for your perspective, what would be for you the dream job to have? Oh,
1: I heard oh, the clap. Boy. I'm
0: excited for this. All right,
1: I would love to be able to work on a Netflix series. Okay, I don't know. Like, uh there are like a lot of show different like kinds of shows that I would love to work on. Like, if I were to uh, choose. What I wanted to work on, like, the fungies is a fun example. Yeah, there you go. Something I would love to work on. Like, uh, I don't... uh, (laughs) know. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, even if it's, like, shows that, like, I would... uh, Like, shows that, like, are either currently airing or, like, are, like, not... Or, like, have, like, ended already, like, Mm -hmm. that would love to have worked on. Or, like, Adventure Time, maybe Steven Universe... uh, Kid Cosmic, uh, The Fungies, uh, Crack of the Creek. Like, those shows I love, especially, like, ones where it's, like, you're able to, like, uh, be able to, like, be fun and happy, like, sometimes, but also having, like, a lot of hearts and, like, sometimes even, like, getting, like, very, like, dramatic and, like, emotional. Those are the kinds of stories I would love to, like, work on.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I do want to say, when it comes to Adventure Time, it's not dead yet. There's Distant Lands on HBO Max.
1: Of course, there is. <laughs> I mean, there's one episode left.
0: Oh, is there only one episode left? I thought there was gonna be. Yeah, I Yeah, there's like, at least a couple more.
1: No, that, from like what I know, there's only like uh, there was like four episodes, and like three out of four already came right, out.
0: Right. Okay, so maybe it might be a little too late, but that, that, you still have to have hope, more or less.
1: Yeah, more or less.
0: Hey, I do want to say whenever you say the Fungi, seeing your like art style and stuff, I think the Fungies would like you like. I think you could replicate that style really great, as well as Kid Cosmic, because I did <laughs> I did see that artwork that you did for Kid Cosmic, and that was wonderfully done. Like that was,
1: thank uh, you, wonderfully done. <laughs> thank you so much. Like it was actually like uh, one of the like first like fan arts that like the official like Instagram like showcase like before really? the show even came out. Yeah, dude, that I was just incredible. Like, that was like one of those things where I like, I just like tried to like replicate the uh show uh like the like aspects from the show like to like incorporate it into my work like and also like try to like uh, mimic the comic book like aesthetics that like it definitely drew a lot of inspiration from.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it, it was very evident, and it's also more or less a testament to your talent how well you were able to replicate that style or at least become very close to it. So there you go. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, you and like certainly uh, welcome. Also, like other things I would love to like work on would be like adult shows in the aspects of like Bojack Horseman, yeah. uh, Midnight Gospel and Tuca and Birdie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually like those- so, sorry, I just want to say I actually just had one of my former guests I've had on the podcast, Sarah Serval Fisher, or Sir Serval Sarah, if I don't know what her nickname she's going with. She was recently the lead compositor for the past season.
1: Yes, she was yes, and also somebody I know, Nicole Ham, she was also a compositor and a character designer for the show and that we made go. Me very happy because their work is definitely very uh close to like that kind of like show and like I was so happy when I found out that she was hired for it.
0: oh no trust me I was surprised I was I'm not gonna say I was surprised, but I was excited to hear Sarah get in that position it was it was wonderful so yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: but yes but working on like those kind of like adult shows like that is something else that you would love to eventually maybe have a uh your hand in sometime someday
1: someday yeah for sure like if maybe like at one point like i would love to like work on shows like that and maybe like make my own because like i do have like some stories that i would love to like uh create into like if anything maybe like a mini series like or like just like definitely like make like something to like especially stuff that like re- like revolve about around my uh Iranian uh heritage mm-hmm. because I definitely want to like strive for like uh bringing more that of that like uh culture into the forefront without it being like uh like which unfortunately it is like mainly like uh shown in like a very like stereotypical lens
0: right right and, and like I want to
1: be able to like break that mold so that like, like, for example, like, pe- like something that, like, family members would, like, see and, like, would watch and, like, see themselves or, like, people that they know in those stories, which, like, is, like, a big reason why I love it. Like, when, like, for example, in Adventure Time, like, Lady uh, Rainicorn would speak Korean
0: mm.
1: or, like, a character would speak Norwegian or, like, uh, Swedish or, like, a different language altogether. Right. Like, with little to no subtitles. And, like that just like made me like very happy to like hear. and because like I, I can just like imagine like myself and like people that i know like having like not just like my like iranian culture but also like their own cultures like being like incorporated into the work in a very like nice subtle way you know
0: mm-hmm. no i mean that that that's always, it's something good to at least inspire uh, aspire for, kind of that inclusion more or less to, like, especially with how, like you said, how it's perceived in the media a lot these days, trying to break that mold of what it was before and show the true culture of it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, because there's so there's so much to, like, Iranian culture that, like, it's just, like, not like, showcased enough in mm-hmm. the sense where it's, like, more, like, natural and more, like, uh how it is, to the point where it's, like, outside of animation, like, if you, like, it's nearly impossible to even learn like the language of farsi like to the point where it's like if you look at duolingo do du- like if you like as like duolingo there's no like there's no indication of farsi or persian anywhere really Only arabic yeah like that's how like uh, like that's like a personal pet peeve for me because right. it's like one of those things where it's like a kind of like a side note but like because i've had like difficulties with language because of my, uh, autism when okay. I was younger. Because, Like, if you don't- if you guys don't know, I am, like, uh, neurodivergent with, like, autism and, like, ADD, okay. ADHD. Which is, like, something that, like, it's important to, like, talk about because, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, this huge, huge st- stigma against autism, like, which is, like, very unfortunate. And i want and like that's also something that i want to be able to like break with like my work right and like and like also like have everybody else like break that stigma but anyways because like i had language difficulties as a kid i was not able to like speak both farsi and english mm-hmm. like i was not be- able to like be like uh bilingual so i only had to like learn uh english because i was born in america and i was a first generation uh irani-american so that happened yeah yeah and uh, it's like one of those things where it's like something as simple as like not being able to learn your own language can like really like hurt you
0: yeah no i i can only imagine how how rough it must be especially you know like you said your first generation like <clears throat> A lot of the people that you're around, like, speak the slang, you know, speak Farsi, and it's it's hard for you to understand whenever all you know is that one, and it's hard for you to understand more than just that one.
1: Exactly, and it's, like, even though, like, you do know, like, some aspects of the language, the fact that you, like, really want to, like converse with them be able to like chat with them and like know them but you can't because of that language barrier and it just hurts so much because they are essentially like especially when it's like your your own family yeah. it, like it's like that's definitely something that I want to be able to like uh illustrate in my work mm-hmm. because like I, it's definitely something that like I want to be able to like showcase in the sense where it's like and it's like I'm glad that I'm not the only like first generation uh, person to like be able to like uh deal with that Mm -hmm. because i've heard like so many other like people like first generation uh people like with from like uh immigrant families who like despite being like uh able to like uh do like live in america learn english and all that sometimes they can't even like converse with their own family
0: right right yeah it, that language barrier is always something that's that's rough when it comes to situations like that. I um, mean, I can and again, I can only imagine like the situation that you you know, you're in or whatnot. Like, it, it, it I can, I again I can only imagine how rough it is. But at the same time, like with animation, you want to hopefully break that stigma, and make it to where it's a lot easier to to break down that barrier. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and not just like with like me, but also with like many other people of, like, uh, very, like, marginalized, like, backgrounds Mm -hmm. and, like, communities and whatnot, and I want to be able to, like, uh, help, like, uh, perpetuate, like, a sense where it's, like, they, our voices do want to be heard, like, our voices do want to be, uh, said loud and proud like without having to be like pushed back or censored or like believing that like because like a series that you're doing isn't being like making money then it has to be axed or, like, whatnot, which, like, happens so much. In it
0: animation. really does, sadly. It really does.
1: Yeah, that's, like, a whole other, like, pack of worms. <laughs>
0: yeah, I that the truth in the half. Well, <laughs> in, a, in an odd transition, instead of being one of the canceled ones, let's say I... Let me help you try to create possibly one of the brand-new hit smash hits. Let's, let's go into what I like to call the dream scenario. Let's say I'm a big-shot Mr. Moneybags right here at the top. Uh, let's say I have... Access to anyone and everyone in the animation industry, as well as more money than I should have, than anyone should ever have. I come to you. I'm like, look, Roya, we love absolutely everything that you're doing. Like your your stuff is inspiring, and your stuff like looks incredible. We want to make the dream, Roya Shahida, a Shahidi, so close. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was <laughs> I was so good. Gl- <laughs> Sh- Raya... <laughs> that
1: really got to me. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Roya Shahidi dream
1: <laughs> Please don't cut this out. <laughs> oh no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> oh my god, I'm tearing up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh my God! And we we needed that good laugh. Basically, what would be the if given if given unlimited resources and unlimited money to do it with, what would be the dream Roya project?
1: Oh God! Um, I would love to make a like a uh, series with like my like my uh psychic animals characters. Like if you've seen like my characters, like Miles and Gwen, like the with like
0: uh, oh yeah, Miles the uh, the electrified cat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like him and like Gwen, who's like a uh psychic uh Saluki. Okay. Like her and like a bunch of other characters that like uh I plan on making a like graphic novel and maybe an animation. Like maybe that would be nice. But like also like a dream project would probably be me making a like adventure story based around like uh Like so many aspects that I loved as a kid from like magic to like underwater like like the ocean and underwater and like a bunch of other things like uh and like incorporating all that into like a story about like uh Iranian girl like trying to like discover herself and like uh and stuff like that like something to that effect but like it's like but, like, that's essentially something that I would love to, like, work on. And it's, like, maybe uh, maybe I can, like, uh, find something that can, like, like, maybe, like, later on. Like, it would be nice if, like, another thing that I could do is uh, make, like, little, like, animated shorts based off of my bud characters. Like, yeah. Little Buddy and Grubbud Bud. That would be cute. And yeah. uh, I would love to be able to... Uh, One like dream thing that I would love for it to happen is like if I made like a short or a uh or like like an intro like a like a like a series or whatever or something like that and I would I can like get like one of my uh favorite like animation studios like uh the line animation who did like animation for gorillas and also Mm -hmm. the uh uh a lot of like uh music videos and whatnot like for uh for a bunch of things like they are like one of my favorite like animation studios and I would love to like be able to like have them like incorporate like my characters into their work nice. like maybe like a little like uh intro for like the graphic novel or something like that that would be amazing
0: I mean hey like I said I'm, I'm big shot Mr. Moneybags here I have I have all I can get you anyone and I can spend however much money I need to make it happen so all that stuff you just said done you got it. everything yeah, everything you. you ever wanted <laughs> well sadly I, I, I can
1: hire I could hire all of my friends and like, I can hire like so many like new people who are, who want to like be a part of a project and be like, Hey, come on in.
0: There you go. And Hey, if you need voice acting, I, I, I'm, I'm available. You know, you can spend, (laughs) but, um, uh, now that we've got like the, the, the dream scenario, what, let's, let's come down to reality for here in a second. I'll, I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself say five, 10 years from now?
1: in california with like some people that like i love uh to hang out with and like all my friends and whatnot maybe like in an animation studio like maybe like having like have my like work like uh who knows like maybe either on a streaming service or like on like maybe like have like a video game made or like what just like simple like small stuff and like i would definitely like love to be able to like see uh my name in like credits for a like show or a movie or whatnot like that would be you know. honestly really nice like something as simple as that would be like very helpful because like something as simple as like seeing like your name or like somebody you know of like either yourself a friend or a family member or or like a an acquaintance can like really like inspire you
0: oh yeah no trust me <laughs> i was gonna say from personal experience like I, I like i said with the voice acting thing like being able to see my name in like the credits of like an animated thing that i was able to lend my voice to was like super surreal to me so i can only imagine like oh, yeah for, i can only imagine for like you like being able to look at something that looks absolutely gorgeous and knowing like seeing your name up there knowing you had a hand and help creating that i can only imagine yeah that i can only imagine that would be like just the the short-term dream more than anything else
1: definitely and like something like i should like mention like up front is like uh i've had a situation where it's like me my family and i we went to the theater to see kubo into two strings mm-hmm. and like we all it was like a it's such an amazing like experience to see like stop motion like animation is the big screen i'll oh, say yeah. that like right 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 up front uh but afterwards when we like left the theater my cousin like looked at me and said like i can definitely see you working on a project like this i can definitely see your names and credits like for like projects like this and like everybody in my family agreed and that made me super happy
0: that's sweet that that's really yeah. sweet with nothing else That's great to hear yeah. i i i i sincerely from the bottom of my heart hope you get those opportunities one day i i, I really you. do um well, as as we're winding down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Um obviously, like you're fully invested in art at this point. Art animation, like there's there's no there's no way anyone's going to take you away from this kind of stuff. How important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole?
1: Extremely important. Like people like would say that like art isn't uh like art isn't meaningful. Art isn't everything. Well, if art wasn't meaningful, How are we talking in this conversation right now? How are we able to, like, be in this Discord call right now? Even, like, with, like, uh, technology, even with, like, uh, the glass that you're, a glass of water you're drinking right now, somebody who is, like, creative in one aspect or another was able to create it. Yeah. So think of that what you will.
0: I mean, that's certainly a way of looking at, you know, the glass half full in that scenario, so. um.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's like. Basically, everything like around you is like more or less created through art one way or another, even if it's like something like, like a lot of like scientific stuff, even if it's like not traditionally art, like art related, it's like created in like its own way, Mm -hmm. let's just say. So like, so that like that's to say that like art is like extremely important.
0: I mean, I personally can't think of a better way to word it, so there we go. Uh, so Roy, that's that's all the questions that I have. Um, I've already showered you with some praise, but I'm gonna shower you some more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, <laughs> no, but like I said, I first discovered you on uh, on Twitter and such, and you know it, it, your presence on there alone is absolutely great. Whether it be you know something as amazing as like your Kid Cosmic art, like legit fan art, to something as simple as like a derpy little photo of you like sitting or derpy little a derpy little like drawing of you that you personally do like your icon or whatnot. It's always your presence is always welcome but on top of that now i've actually had a chance to like sit down and talk and like hear your story and such it's absolutely incredible and it's absolutely inspiring i I hope to some and i'm glad that you were as as open and out there as you are with you as an artist and such and you as a person in general i sincerely hope that people more people get to see and recognize that authenticity that you showcase more than anything else And I'm going to be one of thousands at this point and hopefully millions in the future that's going to be rooting for you every single step of the way as we see you make that climb and and get those opportunities because you deserve them and then some. So thank you for what you do and thank you for taking time to sit down and chat.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. For, For those who don't know, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home.
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Roy Shahidi. I am mainly RS Dream 12 on Twitter and uh, Instagram, and maybe at one point I'll also, like, be, like, delving into Twitch stuff.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, keep me on the loop on that one.
1: For sure. But, like, yeah, I'm definitely, like, mainly active on Twitter. Like, I, like, occasionally, like, post stuff on my Instagram story, but, like, every once in a while I do, like, post up my own work, but, like, definitely uh, be on the lookout for, like... (laughs) stuff and like if you see me like promoting like other people's work just like that's just me because i also not not only do i really like uh talking about like uh s- stuff that i really appreciate but i also like really like to like help like boost like uh uh other people that i know of and help them help them get the nor- notoriety that they deserve
0: mm-hmm. but yeah
1: like you, you can find me from like those sites yep
0: and for potential future employers where can you also find your information and potential contact info
1: you can contact me on royashahidi12 at gmail.com if you want to contact me and i also have a linkedin which is also royashahidi so that you you can maybe like contact me from there
0: and you also have a website for your portfolio
1: yes royashahidi.com
0: if nothing else if There's any links that are missed or whatnot i'll be sure to have them in the description below um all right also i forgot to ask this a little bit sooner where did the rs dreams 12 username come from
1: okay so first of all i used to go by kaya dreamer 12 which is like i took the last last uh letters of my sister's name nika ka and the last letters of my name roya which is y-a kaya and if you don't, like, I should have mentioned this, like, at the beginning, but my name Roya in Farsi c means dream.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's a nice little touch. It's a lovely touch.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was dreamer. And then, like, 12 is, like, my favorite number. And okay. then, like, as time went on, it eventually became our stream 12, which is just Roya Shahidi 12.
0: Okay. Okay. Or
1: Roya Shahidi dream 12, more or less.
0: So, so basically Roya Shahidi Roya 12 <laughs> yeah more or less no that, that's still incredible if nothing else so th- thank you for sharing that I really do appreciate it um, yeah do you have any final words before before we sign off I
1: think that's basically about
0: it okay then if that's the case uh, all I have left to say is for the people at home hasta luego amigas
1: see ya
0: Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard.